16. I'm trying to make this quick today. I'm sitting here watching Undisputed and something just come across my mind. A few people I've heard mention it. Uh, Ricky Smiley said something about it last week. And shout out to my cousin Andrew. He also said something in our group chat. He was like, I think all the professional athletes should boycott and not play sports. And for me, being a sports lover, I was like, man, that's absurd, dude. Like, nah, we've been without sports for three months. I need sports back. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that helps me take my mind off of everything. And I've had a few days to reflect on that. And it's like, damn, that's, that's selfish. That's my own selfish reasoning for wanting sports back not realizing what all is happening around me. And that's what I want to talk about today. Uh, with the climate that we're currently experiencing here in America, which is historic. Again, I've never seen crowds this big, especially diverse crowds, when they're all protesting for a great cause, Black Lives Matter, police brutality, social injustices. So at a time like this, do we really need sports? And that's what I, I want to talk about. And I wish I had somebody on here, you know, to answer some of those questions and give their perspectives. But like I said, this is just kind of on the fly. Felt like recording. So, you know what I'm saying? I'm just going to give my opinion. And if anybody listens to this and they want to comment or give me their opinions, then we can go back and revisit it or, or record a whole nother episode. But the more and more I think about it, I'm looking at guys like, LeBron speak out. Looking at Von Miller, I think he made a, a statement. Uh, Richard Sherman has said something. Of course, Jenkins, you know, you got all these players coming out, voicing their opinions and concerns about what's happening and all the changes that is coming about with all this protesting. And you now you're starting to see more and more people. I hope they understand it. I hope they're not just using this opportunity just to try to stay on the, the good side of the spectrum, so to speak, so that they can continue to earn black dollars or make it look like they are passionate about this, this movement in order to continue to thrive as a business. So I hope that's not the case with the NFL coming out and admitting that they got it wrong. I saw somebody uh, tweet out to Dame Lillard because Dame was out protesting. I've seen Curry protesting, Clay Thompson out there. You see all these these athletes out in the middle of these crowds with the people protesting. And whoever this person was was like, why would you sacrifice your health during a time like this with COVID-19 going on when you have a sport to play? And Dame's response to that was, well, if I'm willing to sacrifice my health to play a game, then why wouldn't I sacrifice my health to better my people? And when I read that the other night, it made me take a step back and I was like, you know what? He's got a point. This is bigger than sports. This is bigger than basketball, football. And I see where NASCAR, uh, one of the drivers, I don't follow NASCAR, so I'm not sure who the driver was, but he was like, you know, we need to do away with the Confederate flags. And I think he's going to paint Black Lives Matter on his car, on his race car or whatever. And when you look at some of the reactions and the tones that's going across this country, do we really need sports right now? And that's just like, 
that's a question that I just I keep sitting here and I'm pondering on because I'm like, you you never know what what's on people's minds right now. And in all these cities where all these protests and stuff are going on, is it safe? Is it safe to have these players and their families out moving about? I don't know. But it's like it's it's amazing what what we're starting to hear and see across the world. And you're starting to get a, a mixed reaction. I'm starting to see a lot of activities from both sides. I see some angry individuals that's really like showing their their true colors when it comes to people protesting and voicing their concerns on all this stuff that's going on. So I don't know, like, should they just shut sports down? I know I keep repeating myself over and over, but it's just like I said, I'm, I'm just kind of caught up in that moment and I'm just kind of talking. And I don't have any talking points or anything. It's just, I, I just wanted to turn the mic on because I see what's going on with the Drew Brees thing. You got some people who are accepting his apology. You got some people that are still upset. So if the NFL does return, considering that that is in New Orleans, what's going to happen? I think his wife made a statement saying that they've been receiving death threats. So... If I'm Drew Brees, am I really ready to return to football? Because you don't know what you're going into. Like, you don't know what the situation is that you're walking into and vice versa, even with LeBron. LeBron has become very, very vocal in regards to what's happening. Now, whether or not he's out there like Dame and Steph Curry and him protesting, I've yet to see that part. But at the same time, whenever he speaks, it goes worldwide. Somebody's gonna have a headline about it either that same day or the following day. And Skip Bayless then was just talking about it earlier this morning. So it's like his his voice is meaningful. His tweets are, are meaningful. So at the same time, the whole shut up and dribble. And then when he said something in, in reference to the double standard with the same uh, lady from Fox, that said Drew Brees is entitled to his own opinion. You know what I'm saying? People were giving him backlash for that. So it's like right now, man, this this is some historic times, dude. Like hopefully things change for the better. Because I will admit I saw a post today where looked like some Trump supporters or whoever, whatever you want to call them, they all got together and the guy was uh, reenacting what happened to George Floyd. And they had... Trump banners and flags and I'm like dude like who who wakes up and decides to do that like you're that angry that people are wanting to be treated equally to where you're willing to mock and make fun of somebody that that lost their lives for a situation that didn't call for anyone to be murdered and that to me is, is just scary man that's that's just pure hate that's just hatred in this world, like evil. What do we do about it? And that's why I thought sports needs to come back because that that might be the remedy to help ease some of that. But then when I think about it, it's like, no, the pressure is being applied. People are actually listening. Now you got to put the, put the pedal to the metal, so to speak. You got to drive this thing all the way home until something is done because the world has... You have the world's attention. 
is people protesting all over the world. And that's something that I've never seen in my lifetime. So sports can can definitely <laughs> take a back seat, so to speak. And it's like, I was just excited because like I said, I love basketball. So I just wanted to see how the season was gonna pan out. Everybody's fully healthy. Shouldn't be any excuses other than rust. And I hope those first few little games will help get the rust out. But it's like, right now, it's just, man, this country's hurting. It's hurting in more ways than one. It's like, man, you got this COVID junk. People were struggling financially. Then you got all this police brutality stuff. And I think uh, two more situations came out yesterday where somebody lost their lives at the hands of the police. So what's going to become of that? That just happened yesterday. I think the officer was caught on the body cam saying that he's going to choke him. You don't you don't want this, bro. I'll choke the life out of you or something along those lines. I don't want to misquote it because I don't want to spew any more hate than what's already out there. But another person lost their lives at the hands of a police officer. So it's just like, man, <laughs> what do we do, dog? Because putting a ball through a hoop definitely ain't the move right now. I know they said that the NBA is not going to resume until late July, which is a whole month from now. So hopefully something's going to going to become of this. So some of that tension can kind of die down. It's just it's crazy, man. And like I said, I'm, I'm not going to make it long because even I have a, a difference of opinion on some of the things that I'm witnessing and seeing. But it's like, what is the answer? How are we going to resolve this issue? Because I honestly feel like some of these companies and some of these people are trying to water down the message in regards to Black Lives Matter. Because I was sitting there playing Madden the other night and a message came across on Madden. Somebody said uh, Call of Duty did an update where they got Black Lives Matter plastered on the game. I think NBA 2K. And there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, hopefully it's genuine. Hopefully they're they're using this opportunity to spread awareness. But I've also seen the opposite of that, where people are mad and upset. And for those that are not familiar with NBA 2K, um, you can create a mod player and you basically have a neighborhood that you can walk around and play pickup games and whoever your my player is you can buy clothing tattoos accessories or whatnot anything that that comes to mind you can basically do it to your my player so i saw a bunch of people with the black lives matter t-shirts on the nba 2k but then on the flip side you see a lot of people walking around kkk tattoos on their my player or racist t-shirts to counter those that have the black lives matter and that to me is is what's alarming because it's like no matter how you paint this picture some people refuse to get the message to receive the message it's not that that they don't comprehend it they refuse to accept it so that that's where my difference of opinion comes in because i'm saying to myself it's like yeah some people are finally trying to understand what's been happening in this country for decades. But then you have some people that are fully aware of what's happening, but just out of pure hatred, they're not willing to change their thoughts. And it's just like, that that's where you, 
you're trying to filter which of which which of these sponsors, companies, who who's really trying to impact and change the world. I've seen where Ben and Jerry's introduced a new flavor of ice cream and they've spoken out against what's happening to African Americans. And it's like you don't want to think negatively, but at the same time it's like, man, I hope they're not just using this as an opportunity to profit because right now African-Americans are gaining a whole lot of support worldwide. I see a lot of T-shirts being made. Uh, people are, are behind that movement. I'm seeing more and more people encourage uh, supporting black businesses and black restaurants and, and things of that nature. So it's like right now, the African-American community is gaining support. People are, are trying to be supportive in any way possible. But I don't want these companies to take advantage of that. So not only are you pretending to support the movement and support the cause, but you're also going to use this as an opportunity to profit off of. I think I saw where some of the stock and stuff for, for Ben and Jerry's has already gone up since they announced the new flavors of this ice cream or whatnot. I also seen some posts where, you know, black people are like, man, I ain't buying no other ice cream, but. Ben and Jerry's. And I'm saying to myself in my mind, like, I hope that that wasn't the goal to begin with. And I hate to sound negative, but at the same time, I'm just going to speak my mind. I did a whole episode the other day and I recorded it, but then I deleted it because it's like, I don't, I don't want to come off as anybody that's against what's happening. I don't want to come off as somebody that's just spewing a bunch of negative thoughts. I'm just going to speak my mind and call things how I see it. And I wanted to talk about the whole uh, invited to the to the cookout phrase that's been popular for the last couple of years or whatever. Such and such is invited to the cookout. This person's invited. That person can't come to the cookout no more. And it's just like, I'm seeing a lot of people opening their checkbooks, donating, giving back to the African-American community and I'm asking myself, where was this love at before? Like it took the whole world to get on board before you decided to open up your checkbook and help donate to help restore some form of balance to just human life. Like we're fighting for equality. Listen to that, man. Like it's 2020 and people are still out here asking to be treated equal whether you're African-American or you are fighting for gay rights, women's rights, we shouldn't be having this conversation, in my opinion, in 2020. Like, not at all. So that's why I wanted to talk about the whole invited to the cookout thing, because I'm going to start with Kanye West. Like, just this time a year ago, probably, it was, man, Kanye's a sellout. He's a Trump supporter. I'm done listening to his music. I'm not buying any more of his shoes. Kanye's canceled. Kanye can't come to the cookout. But then last week it was announced that Kanye and Kim, I think, donated some money to Breonna Taylor's family or their lawyers or something. And then I saw where they created a college fund for George Floyd's daughter. And then immediately it was Kanye's cool again. Salute to Kanye. Kanye's a real one. 
Kanye can come back to the cookout. And I'm like, like, it's crazy how how easily people just flip back and forth. And it's like all it took was for, for them to throw some money at you, for you to change your opinion. All it took was for him to just throw some money. And now everything is back smooth again. And that's just something that I don't I don't agree with. It's like, man, we 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 can't just keep jumping back and forth on people. Okay, he's his own man. If if he's a Trump supporter, then it is what it is. He has his own personal reasons for why he does that. Am I in favor of it? No. I've never been a Kanye fan to begin with, so it doesn't bother me none. And other people's opinions shouldn't bother me, in which it doesn't. I'm just I'm just giving my perspective on how all of this is working. So even with the Drew Brees thing, Drew Brees said what he said. Michael Thomas tweeted immediately. His uh, uh, He didn't like what Drew Brees had said. He disagreed with it. And everybody was in support of Michael Thomas speaking out against the quarterback. So then they announced the next day, Drew Brees issues an apology. They say that they got on the phone call. Michael Thomas, Kamara, I think Shaq said he was on the call. And they said that his apology was genuine and that they accepted it. And then as soon as that hit hit the news, Michael Thomas is a sellout. Why does the black community forgive people so easily? And I'm sitting there like, what is going on? Like, they have to work together. And considering the fact that he's a wide receiver and Drew Brees is a quarterback, they have to communicate in order to get the job done. So why are we encouraging for them to have this broken relationship and have this hatred built up going back and forth when we're also out here protesting, asking people to see us and treat us as equals? And that's where I felt like it kind of contradicted itself because I'm saying like, we can't fight hate with hate. The man apologized. He accepted his apology. Move forward. How can we prevent this from ever happening again? And they they, they're saying that they educated Drew Brees. And when Trump said something about it, Drew Brees immediately responded back to Trump. So that right there, to me, was a huge step, considering the fact that there's pictures of Drew Brees and Trump, and they all sitting up in the press box watching football and everything else. So they know each other on a personal level. So for Drew Brees to react and respond back to Donald Trump, whether it was genuine or not, we'll never know. But that to me is is a sign that he's at least trying to do what's right. And I'm like, as much money and hands-on time that Drew Brees has given to the city of New Orleans, can't throw that man under the bus like that. Like he's always been there for that city in their time of need. And he and his family has always donated. So because he said something that was personal to him, can't cancel that man or throw that man to the wolves or tell him he's not invited to the cookout. Like that's absurd to me in my opinion. And that's why I'm saying like, to me, that reporter set him up for failure when they asked him the question about the players continuing to take a knee. He should have just been like, man, next question right now is not the time for that. So yes, he was insensitive to what was going on and he was definitely tone deaf to everything that was happening around him. So he doesn't get a pass for that. He should have just kept his mouth shut. But at the same time, he explained why the flag and the anthem meant something to him personally. Can't tell nobody that they can't have their personal reasons for why they're in favor of something 
just because you have your reasons for why you're against it. Yes, that flag and that song mean something totally different to African-Americans, especially once we realize that some of that song has been taken out and we know the background of who wrote it and the time period during which it was wrote or written. So it has a completely different meaning for us than it does somebody like Drew Brees. So I get that. But he shouldn't be thrown to the wolves for giving his opinion on why it means something to him. Should he have said that at that given time? No, he shouldn't have. But it's like right now in today's climate, man, you you cannot give your own personal opinion about anything without coming under some form of scrutiny. And I'm just like, that's why I've just been kind of sitting back playing it by ear because I don't want to argue with anybody not doing all that back and forth just because we have a difference of opinion. Nobody has the answers to how this issue is going to be resolved and how we can fix this thing here in America when it comes to social injustices, police brutality, equal rights, equal pay. A lot of things need to be fixed and nobody has the answer. All we can do is offer suggestions and opinions and sometimes it's not going to line up with whatever your thoughts are. That doesn't necessarily mean yours are, are wrong or mine are right. We just got to learn how to listen to each other, get some form of an understanding as to why I feel that way or why you feel that way. And if you still don't agree with it, then that's fine. We can walk away agreeing to disagree. That doesn't mean that, that you're not my friend. That doesn't mean that me and you can't still work together, such as Breeze and, and Michael Thomas. But we got to figure that out because we're not all going to agree on every little thing. And I think in today's climate with social media, shade room, Twitter, all this stuff, and it's like now everybody's opinion can be shared instantly. So you have all these famous people speaking their minds or giving their thoughts, and then you got tens of thousands of people that are either in favor of what this person is saying or they're totally against it. And that's why I'm just like, dude, like <laughs> it's a it's a gift and a curse, so to speak. But that was just my little two cents on it. That was the short version of my episode that I recorded and deleted. Because I was just like, man, they're they're destroying Terry Crews. And after this, I'll I'll wrap it up. Terry Crews went on a little rant and had some choice words to say in regards to his opinion on how to resolve some of this stuff. And he used the term black supremacy or black supremacist. And that's where I feel like he was totally out of bounds, totally out of bounds. He was basically trying to say, we can't fight hate with hate. So if you think that this issue is going to be resolved without including white people, then you're you're badly mistaken and you're basically doing to them, you're trying to do to them what they're doing to us. And we all know that white supremacy is a thing. That is a fact. But when he said that <laughs> you you have black supremacy, and I'm like, to me, in my opinion, that's impossible because we're the minority. White supremacy is built on the idea that they're the better race. They're the the they are benefiting from being white and considering the fact that they are the majority and they outnumber 
all the other races, in my opinion, that is the definition of white supremacy. They're trying to maintain that that number and make sure that the minority doesn't replace the majority. So they're trying to keep that in balance. So how can we be in favor of black supremacy when the numbers are are night and day? But like I said, they they destroyed him for his opinion. And like I said, I understand what he was trying to say. He just worded it totally wrong. Totally wrong. And and if you really think about what he was trying to relay, it's like this issue is going to have to involve all parties sitting down at a table and trying to figure this thing out. So it is going to have to include white people. White people are going to have to come to the realization that times have changed. Like we're, we're no longer going to stand by and continue to be mistreated, whether it's in the workplace, whether it's by the police in all aspects of life. Like we're, we're no longer going to sit here and tolerate that. So we have to figure this thing out together. So I get what he was trying to say. He just he just worded it badly. So that's right during the time where I recorded my episode. And I was just like, you know what? <laughs> Delete. Because again, I don't want to do the whole back and forth thing. And then I felt bad that I deleted it because you shouldn't be afraid to speak your mind. You shouldn't be afraid. So if I can recover that episode, then I still might post it. But I don't know yet. But anyways, man, I want to thank y'all for listening, kind of rant, <laughs> kind of ranting here, getting stuff off my chest because I really, I really want to know like how people feel like should sports really come back or due to all the, the tension that's going on in America right now, should we just, you know what, <laughs> we just going to scratch 2020 as a whole because it's too many catastrophic events that has taken place this year. We don't even want to no documentation of 2020 at all. Just scratch it. Just pretend like it didn't happen. And said it's it's too many famous people that has that has passed this year. Too many crazy events. So do we do we really need an NBA champion? College was completely uh canceled, so we're not gonna have an NCAA champion. Football is kinda in the air and it's like it's too much. We're watching NASCAR with no fans in the crowd. It's just like, man, is it is it even worth it? Is it even worth going through the hassle of bringing all these NBA teams all down to Florida, bringing their families, setting up all these hotels? Now, it might be good for the economy down there in Orlando to help, you know, restore the economy. But going through all of this just to play a basketball game in an arena with no fans just so we can have something to watch. But knowing that outside of Orlando – People are protesting for equal rights. People are protesting to be treated fairly, but a basketball game is going on. And, you know, it's like, I don't know. I don't know. I see it both ways now. I I want basketball, but is it needed? And that's the question. Wants versus needs. So, again, thank y'all for listening. Hopefully, we'll jump back on here and talk about the whole uh, people are trying to push Mikey Williams to go to HBCU. Real quick, those that don't know, Mikey, I think he's a sophomore now. I think he just completed his freshman year or sophomore year. Amazing basketball player. Tremendous talent. This kid has an upside out of this world. 
they're trying to encourage him to possibly attend HBCU, which that would be a historic decision. Because if you get some of these kids going to HBCUs, now you're taking that spotlight away from your Dukes, your Kentuckys, your Kansas, your U of L's, North Carolinas, and you're putting that spotlight now on historically black colleges and you're bringing revenue into those universities. So now you can use that to help build and provide more resources for people that look like me or people who choose to attend that university. So now that's to help close some of those gaps when it comes to disparities in America. So that's that's something to, to think about because I honestly feel like it's going to take that one person to make that, that decision and it's going to be a domino effect because if you got one and then you follow that up with two or three others and before you know it, all the top kids are going to HBCUs, now you're draining that money that these universities were making off the back of these kids and let's just keep it all the way 100. It's black kids. It's African-Americans that are making these universities money, hundreds of millions of dollars going to the athletic departments off the backs of these African-American kids and y'all are fighting to not pay them. You don't want to pay them even though you just made $100 million off of merchandise, jerseys, ticket sales, TV deals, everything else, but yet you don't want to give them a piece of the pie. So that's the whole issue with what's going on in America as a whole right now too. It's like you've, you've made your way off the backs of other people, and now that people are wanting their piece of the pie, you don't want them to sit at the table. That can't, no, nah, it's 2020, man. <laughs> we all going to break bread. Otherwise, I just, I just got to go get my own table. I got to get my own table. So again, man, y'all like, share, comment, give me some feedback. Hopefully, hopefully we figure this thing out, man. Because right now the world is listening. So the pressure's on. The pressure's on. And salute to everybody that's been out there protesting and marching. I've definitely been watching. Um, so, again, keep that pressure on, man. Hopefully. Hopefully. Like I said, you'll be crazy to think that something good is not going to come of this. Keep that pressure on. We out of here. No competition. I feel so I feel